What's up, you guys? It's Wednesday morning here in Flagstaff. Um, fuck, the weather's just... I can't say enough about how good the weather's been here. Um, makes me very happy. All right, got a easy 10-mile run to do today. Rachel's just making me find her shoes. 38 or UK 5.5. Um, yeah. 10 mile run to do, um, 38, okay, 5.5, 38 euro, sorry about that, um, <clears throat> yeah, easy, easy 10 miles today, yesterday was, um, first session back at 7,000 feet, which actually went really well, um, I mean, it wasn't like, the, the thing I want to talk about in the podcast today is like, how do I, how do you define whether or not it went really well? And I think what most people do is think about the, probably oh, the speed element, you could say. So when most people think about doing sessions, they think, um, all right, how fast did I run? Or, you know, I was trying to do. 10 by K at race pace that I, that I hit my times. Um, and obviously like, you know, I just took a, a bit of time, like an easier period. Um, I don't expect to be, you know, coming up to Flagstaff to 7,000 feet, not as fit as I usually am, a fair bit heavier than I usually am. Um, you know, I, I don't expect to just day four or whatever the hell it was um you know i don't expect to be crushing i don't expect to be like super super quick or anything like that so um i guess then i don't know i don't know when you guys do sessions how much you like touch base with how did that feel um you know like were you happy with the session or like what what should your markers be to tell you whether or not it was a good session? Um, so we just did, um, similar to what I'd be doing on Tuesday, a bit of like changing pace and stuff. Um, and for me, like the, for me, there's a couple of different things. When I'm not as fit, sometimes I find it easier to push my heart rate a bit higher. Um, but one of the things I've noticed recently with a lot more marathon training, and you guys are probably going to notice this too, if you do a lot of like long slog and long slow runs and longer tempos, you kind of lose, you kind of lose the ability, not just to run fast, but to like push yourself hard. And when you're in, when you're in good five or 10 K shape, I think you find it, you can find it comfortable to push hard. Um, so when I used to, when I didn't do marathons and I used to train at St. Mary's University, for example, back in the day, um, I used to go every Thursday into the park and do a 30 minute tempo run where my heart rate was supposed to be like, let's say below 175, because that's what threshold at the time was. But I used to find it like, I probably used to average like 178 or 180. And you know, for the last like two miles, I'm probably like pushing at like 185 heart rate. Then, then over the years, the more marathon stuff I've done and the, the more I've neglected doing like harder intervals on the track, hill sessions, 
Um, you know, I don't race. I used to race 1500s. I used to race 3Ks. I used to race 5Ks. I've actually found it tougher to like get my heart rate up. So it amazes me that sometimes I'm in Flagstaff and I go to eight mile threshold on Lake Mary Road. I average 520. My heart rate's like 165, but it feels tough. And I'm like really confused because I'm thinking, why the fuck does that feel tough? Like I race a marathon at 170 or 165 to 170. Why am I struggling at like such a sort of baby heart rate of 165 when, you know, in the past I used to go into Bushy Park and run for 35 to 40 minutes at 180. So, you know, I should be thinking 165 is a gift. Um, So I think because I've brought some, I don't know the total science behind it. I just know the application. So I find when I do hills, I find when I do quicker strides on the track, I find when I keep on top of like intervals and VO2 type intervals, I actually haven't done any VO2 intervals. I've just been doing the sprint hills, as I've told you guys, and some strides. And already I'm finding, okay, my session yesterday was about 35 minutes total, and I averaged about 540 per mile. It was round like a dirt loop, a couple of hills. It's nothing to write home about. The speed the speed is not where it needs to be. It's not a million miles away from it needs to be. Like, I'd have probably averaged like 520 when I'm firing and everything's going really good. Um, and you're sort of changing pace, so it's not. it wasn't a tempo, you know. You're, um, but why I thought it was a good day, and, and this is something you have to pay attention to, is when I was pushing, um, I felt good. I felt powerful, um, and that and that was kind of like the important bit. That was kind of like the the that was the good bit of feedback. I walked away from the session and I thought, you know what? That's the first time in a while I've been able to like push. And I think my heart rate went up to like 178, and it could have went higher. I was sort of holding back a bit, um, and I'm thinking like, holy shit! Like I haven't even seen 178 heart rate in a long time. Um, and the fact that I know there was another gear and the speed is irrelevant because the speed will come. The speed's going to come from all sorts of things. The speed's going to improve because I'm going to be better acclimated come next week. The speed's going to improve because my fitness improves. The speed's going to improve because instead of being 155 pounds, I'm going to be back to 150 in probably the next five five to six weeks. Um and that's roughly what I sit at. Like anything from 150 is kind of like a training weight. <laughs> 146 to 150 is probably like all right, championship race weight type thing. Um, so you can see where the speed will come from. But what what losing weight can't do for you? And you know all these things like you can lose weight and you can spend another couple of weeks, but I think it's really important to be able to check in with yourself. Like, do you still have the skills that you need to like race well and being able to push hard is one of those skills. And I kind of like, I kind of get better and better and faster and faster at like the slower threshold speeds. But if, if you don't have another gear, it's absolutely pointless. Like, you know, you, you might be able to run along at five ten per mile and, I don't give a fuck if your heart rate's 150. You know, that's, I mean, that's fantastic. But 
if if you then go race and you know you're racing and you're racing a five minute mile and and you're really frustrated you're like whoa like what's going on like i can run at 510 all day but now i try to race and i can only race at five minute mile and like what the fuck and believe me i've been there before um i've gone into that park in bushy park and you know did like threshold runs and felt really comfortable and thought oh my god if i can if i can run a threshold around bushy park at five minute mile pace i must be able to run a 10k at 440 to 445 and then i've gone and raced a 10k and it you know it hasn't been much better than my threshold in the park and that's where there's a gap you need to you need to make sure that you have another gear and it doesn't it doesn't happen by doing more threshold or more running or more long runs i think that's where at first you can do the short hill sprints then you can do like strides on the track like proper strides where you're doing like maybe six times 200 meters for example and you're, you're getting faster at them and then when you've sort of like tapped those areas out that's where like good interval sessions can improve things and it doesn't have to be like you know sometimes it feels like a waste of time for an endurance runner to go to the track and do like um six times 600 meters almost as fast as you can and and you take like a three minute recovery and you know when when your neuromuscular system isn't in a very good place you're gonna really struggle with this session i remember in the past i've done six times 600 or five sorry four four times 600 meters with a four minute recovery and I was running them in 86 seconds to 88 seconds. Now that's when I could run 343 for 1500 meters. So I was, you know, if I'm able to race 1500 meters at 59 seconds per lap roughly, well, of course I can run 600 meters in like 87, 88 seconds. Um, now I bet if I went and did that now, um, I'd probably struggle to run like, I don't know, I, I, I might even struggle to hit like, 96 at the minute i don't know because i haven't tried but i certainly know i've tried in the past i remember trying to make euro euro cross country team one year it was 2013 and my coach at the time chris jones said okay go to the track and do uh six times 600 meters pretty much as fast as you can with a three minute recovery and i think i did the first one in 96 and then i'm pretty sure i slowed to like 99 and it was almost like embarrassing but I still made the European cross country team. Like you've done a lot of threshold stuff. You've done a lot of like hills. You've done a lot of like stuff on grass. And then you go to the track and you try to run really fast and you know, you can't do it. Now that's 2013. I ran 343 in 2010 and 2011. So, you know, if I can run a 1500 at 59 seconds, but I can't do a 600 meters at 64 seconds, like, You've, you've lost a skill. And this is one of the important things about running is maintaining maintaining your skills. You know, a lot of, some people's skills is they're really good at running up hills. Some people's skills is they're really good on the long run day. Other people's skills is, oh, when we do 400s on the track, I'm your man, I'm the best at that. Um, but the, the important thing is not to lose your skills. And like one of my skills is I am, my body does get to the point where it's really good at the endurance stuff, but I also am pretty fast for a guy that's pretty good at the endurance stuff. So I've no doubt in the next six weeks, I'll be able to jump on the track and, you know, I'll be able to run a 
200 meters in 27 or 28 seconds. I, I'm not going to go do that today because it might like injure me because I haven't done it in a while. But the, the key over the next six weeks will be to go to the track, do six times 200 meters in like 32 to 33 seconds, a week later, 31 to 32, a week later, 30 to 31, etc., etc. I'll build, I'll build to that point in a nice way. Um, but look, more about the feedback, learning, learning to not judge a session by pace is very, very important because you can't always be fast, whether it's the weather, whether it's where your fitness is at. Um, and I think I've got good, I've been able to take positives away from a session. You know, I've probably done, I've probably been firing on all cylinders. I've probably been in 2830 shape. I've probably just ran 63 minutes for a half marathon. And I've probably done a similar session to yesterday. And I've probably thought, ah, like the speed looks good on paper, but I don't think I could have pushed much harder. I, I think like there's something missing, you know? And, and so it doesn't, just because the speed there doesn't mean that like it's necessarily a really good day for you or maybe you push too hard. Um, yesterday was, was just perfect on so many levels. Um, I, I really controlled the effort. We did it on a nice dirt path, like around a nice little sort of, almost like a little cross country loop where there's uphill, downhill corners. Um, it's just, it, it was a real perfect day for your first session back at altitude. Um, we controlled the effort. We controlled the loop so we're not doing too much on tarmac. Um, and all these things are important. Um, if, you're, if you're on the track too much or you're on the road too much, you know, that can lead to problems. Um, and so that was the session. Pretty, pretty good day, pretty good morning. Um, and then I actually went to yoga. And I, I put on Instagram, yoga will be the death of me. It was really fucking hard. You know, like, I, I feel like I'm a pretty strong, like, muscly runner. But, like, but I can't help, like, hold a downward dog for, like, 15 seconds or I'm, like, knackered. I'm, like, all right, change, change it up, change it up. And, like, it, it's just, yeah, I've, I, have a lot of, I have a lot of progress to make with yoga. But, like, I remember telling you guys that a lot of being a good runner is being able to sort of, like, dip out of your comfort zone. And, and here I am in this yoga studio and there's, I think there was five or six of us and I'm, I'm like by far the worst there. I was the only meal there. Um, but I'm just like really not flexible. Um, and like my strength just isn't there when it comes to yoga poses. Um, like I, I can, I, that morning, sure, I was having a great morning and trained really well and loved the session. And, you know, the coach's feedback said I look really good. And, um, but here I am in this yoga studio and like, it's almost like embarrassing for me because I like, yeah, I suck. Um, but that's part of being a good runner too, is, you know, being able to be in that environment where you're not the best. Most of us that do running and are passionate about running get better and get better and when we show up to our club or we show up for runs we can keep up and you know maybe if we're doing speed stuff in the track we're like one of the best and 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 I'm used to being in that environment even when I'm not very fit I'm used to being pretty good um but yoga and if you try something new you know you're you're thrown into an environment where you're so out of your comfort zone like these guys are doing you know, maybe we're just sitting with one leg straight, one leg bent, kind of where it's like 
um, your knees outward and you're sort of stretching your groin. And, and I, I'm, I'm struggling to get into that position. I'm struggling to hold myself up straight. I'm struggling to like sit underneath my hips type thing with like my back up straight. I'm kind of like slouched. I'm kind of leaning over. I'm kind of using a hand to rest. Meanwhile, the rest of the class, like they've moved on to the next part of the pose, which might be like leaning their whole chest with their back straight over like the leg that is out straight. And, and it's, it's not like, I don't get embarrassed easily or anything like that. Like I don't mind, like I said, I don't mind being in this environment where like I'm not the best or I'm not even, in fact, I'm the worst in the class. Um, but it is vital that you, you stick with it. You know, the only way to get a little bit better, I guess, is to like stick with it. And, um, like hopefully, hopefully it'll like things will, things will improve, you know, hopefully I like, I get a little bit better. I don't think the goal is to be like the best in the class. Like, like not at all. I like, there's no, there's nothing, there's no part of me that wants to be like the best in this yoga class. It's not beneficial for running to be the best in this yoga class. But I think, I think the key here is just, just being able to put yourself in an environment where you're not the best and not like, I don't know, actually what comes to my head is like not be a dick and just like give up or be like, you know, like be annoyed or frustrated that you're not the best. And so for me, that happens to be yoga, but for other people that could be like doing sessions that they don't want to do um, perhaps meeting up with a group that you're out of your comfort zone. Um, you know, I, when I come back to Flagstaff, I do a lot of running with like Edward Cesarek and Ed would rip me apart. Like, I mean, if yesterday Ed did 11 miles around this fartlek loop and he averaged 20 seconds per mile faster than me. So he did double the distance and an average 20 seconds per mile faster than me. But Ed kind of like defies the limits of 7,000 feet. Like you, you don't start comparing yourself to Edward Cesarek because, you know, when I do like I do this uphill tempo run and it's seven miles and it's fucking grueling. It is so hard. Two weeks before I ran 2830, I was like fighting the average under nine minute mile pace. It's that difficult. Like it is so difficult. It goes up to 9,000 feet, really steep climbs. I mean, it kills me. I think Ed averaged like a minute and a half quicker than me. Like he's, you know, it's, it's hard to, <laughs> he's so good. But anyway, when I come to 7,000 feet, I try to do as much running with Ed as I can because I know that's going to make me a better athlete. And it's very difficult for someone like me who thinks I'm good to spend time around, wow, really? woman driver on our phone like just pulled right out in front anyway um it's very difficult for for me who yeah like i say things i'm good i actually fell out with ed once there's a deer wow a couple of deer let's not run deers over today um yeah it's very difficult for someone like me who like i say thinks they're good to spend time with someone like ed who is really really good there's rachel snyder um yeah it, it can be tough um, we did a run. I fell out with Ed. We did a, it was a Sunday run. Um, my ego just got hit hugely. You know, this is probably two months out from Houston marathon. It was a shitty day on Woody mountain road, really muddy. Um, and we did the, we, I think we ran our first mile in six ten. Um, I think the second mile was 5.43, and then the third mile up up a really steep hill. Uh, like, I mean, this hill's so steep that if you're, like, flat out, you might run, like, 
5.50, six minutes. But I think Ed ran it in, like, I think I was flat out and probably ran, like, 6.10. He dropped me, and he probably ran, like, a 5.40. Um, and anyway, it was like we were doing 15 mile in one direction. Um, and I he didn't tell me he was going to run hard that day. I got really, like... It had nothing to do with Ed running hard. It was just that I took a fucking ego hit that he could run away from me as easy as he did. And when he told me after the run that he was easy, I believe him. He's that good. Um, but I, I put myself up, put myself sorry out of my comfort zone as much as I possibly can. I think it's how you get better. And maybe that's something you guys should work on too. Um, but I've just showed up to the run. So um, thanks for listening. And, and I'll touch base later in the week.